Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. We can cut all this out. There's, there's coffee in it, she says. She won't risk the coffee. I won't risk the coffee. Heavens. heavens Do you want to, to describe Betsy. my mug, though? Um, so Jen's mug is a black and white illustration uh, with... George Washington with uh-huh. an axe and what looks like a cherry pie. It is a cherry pie. Uh, and it just says, boy, George. Yes. Thanks. Come, 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 Sorry. Thanks, Laura. Oh, Laura got that for you? It was a gift, yeah. Sisters, man. They're Sisters. pretty dope. Sisters. Do you know, and funny, that's a story about cherry pie. Um, She's my cherry pie. Okay. Sorry. This We're is just gonna morning DJ. karaoke. Um my one of my roommates from grad school introduced a new tradition into our lives where on uh, I think George Washington's birthday um, we eat a cherry pie sure. obviously sensible but before you eat the cherry pie you dole it out to everyone and you are uh, all sitting around the table with your slice of cherry pie and then you grab your utensils and you start pounding the table in a rhythmic <laughs> fashion and you start chanting the epitaph that is written on his tombstone which is <laughs> who is the father of our country first in war first in peace first in the heart of his country man and then you just eat the cherry pie, and that's it. <laughs> I demand that this February, January, when is that? I don't know. Is it President's Day? I, so, like, President's Day is Lincoln and uh, Washington, some date between the two of them. Okay. Like Lincoln's birthday and Washington. Yeah, so it's, like, sometime after President's Day. Yeah, we should probably... I'll pick up the pie. <laughs> thanks. And thanks, Phoebe, for uh, yeah. the wonderful new tradition. <laughs> Phoebe, if you listen to this... <laughs> I think I got it right. There's a chance I mixed up the order of that, but it's very good. I'm so excited that you just chanted about pie on the show. Yeah. Uh, Because honestly, statistically, it was going to be me. And his epitaph (laughs) on his grave. This is so us. Um, Speaking of so us Mm -hmm. and having a burning passion for for history and all things creepy, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really excited to talk about today's show. I'm on fire with... Oh my god, uh, the Lord? <laughs> Probably not. Passion no, I like. For. Oh, whatever. <laughs> a passionate fire in my heart for all things unsettling. Um, <laughs> you could say that I'm, I don't know, dancing a disco inferno. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just really excited because we're talking about spontaneous human combustion. Yes. <laughs> this is. Yeah, you've yeah. been very excited. And... I have. <laughs> So Jen comes to me after the last episode. She's like, let's do something about haunted country English estates. And I was like, listen, we watched Downton Abbey. I was very excited. Can I just tell you? And I have told you a little bit about this. But like, I went, so we watched the movie like the minute it came out. Because we're very special. And then I go home to my parents' house to get more of my stuff to move here. And my cat, which is great. Welcome home, Artie. Yay. Um, and they hadn't seen it yet. So we went to go see it on the actual opening night. And not just to see it, because these are my parents we're talking about. I love it. I come home and then, like, I have like 15 minutes to spare between like arriving home and like leaving to go to the theater. And they're uh-huh. like, we're dressing up. Uh, are you gonna dress up? Because we're dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fine i guess so i grabbed of course i have options on hand i'm actually disappointed you didn't wear the dress i sent you i know i have all, i have multiple options but i figured the one that i wore was slightly more downton abbey That's and less true. flappery very true so i went with the, the slightly classier version and um i used uh both of my tiaras, one of which you gave me, and I, I lent it to my mom so she could have a tiara and gloves. She has gloves. Beautiful. And so we went, and my my dad wore his tux that he owns and doesn't have to rent. I love your family. <laughs> and we went to go see the movie. Were we the only ones dressed up? Of course we were. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like when we went, we should have dressed up. We should have. But the thing is, is that I don't really have any 1920s clothes. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a specific... 
it's, kind a, of a, thing. it's a specific body type especially yeah that like long willowy body type that you definitely do have yeah. i do not have i my body is not good for much but boy just the 1920s stick figure silhouette you know what you could also rock an empire gown from the 1812s uh, those, i don't think anyone can really rock those disagree okay i love an empire waist i mean i don't wear them but i like them i love the regency era for men's clothing not so much for yes. women's i'm sorry did i just whisper growl <laughs> darcy delicious uh somebody is it hot in here or am i spontaneous anyway so we spent the whole weekend in downton abbey we watched all the special features on the disc set and i was just in a very downton abbey mood and i was like let's talk about it on the show we might circle back to it we i don't probably know probably will let's be real about who yeah, we are let's be real about who we are but you're like actually no <laughs> i was like kind of shocked but here we are <laughs> i am always down to talk about the english aristocracy and their giant houses mm-hmm. but i am feeling this story mm. and i'm probably gonna regret it because one of the reasons i'm feeling it is i stumbled across a cache of photos oh, no. i know this is exactly how the cannibalism thing started <laughs> <laughs> literally and this is and so like whenever i start out really excited about something grotesque i always have regrets by the end of it yeah but and weirdly i'm like coming like i always start with regrets and i come out like being like this was the best do you really the episode? yeah the cannibalism episode was one of my favorite ones and really? you like deeply like felt very sad about it i think it's because like you came you're a with, monster no you came with the most depressing story ever yep and i found one that was frankly hilarious frankly <laughs> like you know a penis that people eat a frank Dasperger <laughs> So here we go. Here we go. God, those were, that really was a very, like, not in the sense of, like, the mental illness bipolar, which nobody even uses that term anymore, but bipolar and having two opposite sides. Mm. That was a very bipolar episode. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today, spontaneous human combustion. SHC. SHC. If you want to be... So last night we went out for my dear friend Smoothie's birthday party. Your dear friend what? Uh, her name is Smoothie. Her real name is Liz, but everybody calls her Smoothie. And so like <laughs> we work together and everybody at work knows her professionally as Liz. And I keep slipping up and saying Smoothie at work. And so now the secret's out about her. <laughs> that uh, Smoothie, Smooth, Smooth Cat is uh, secretly Liz. <laughs> this is how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. You can't trust me with secrets, guys. Mm-hmm. I'll tell everybody and then I'll put it on a podcast. <laughs> Um, anyway, (laughs) Uh so I wrote, I hadn't really done all the research that I wanted to do. I saved it for this morning and I wrote SHC on the back of my hand Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't forget to do the research. And then everyone asked you what it was. A billion people over sushi, you know, raw raw flesh. Oh no. And then, but sushi. I know it was so good. And then here's the worst part. I like tuck my hands on the table and like put my hand, mm-hmm. my like the top of my. She's demonstrating palm. that's what right, what's that going on. Is. <laughs> uh, put it down and I was like leaning across the table to talk to somebody and it got real warm. Oh, and so now no. it says SHC in reverse forever. I tried so hard to get it off the tabletop, but if you go to the Tokyo <laughs> Grill, forty fourth and Burton. You can find a thing that says SHC. Mm. So it's like the accidental um, vandalism. Well, I was gonna go with like the shroud of Jesus's face. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it's like. Because my ego is huge, apparently. Yes, it is. <laughs> Comparing our show notes to the face of Christ. <laughs> oh. Also, I should probably stop putting show notes on the back of my hand, like I'm in middle school. Meh. All right. So the story that actually got me interested in this is a modern one. Okay. You would think spontaneous human combustion was kind of stopped being a thing by the '60s, back when you know we could actually started using science to figure things out. <laughs> right. Uh, what's that John Mulaney joke? <laughs> yes. Sir, there's a pool of blood over here. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> Mop it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, Hello, this was John this Mulaney. was oh my god, John, if you're listening to this, big fans. Oh. Um, so this is the story of an Irish pensioner. He was a person who was uh, 76 years old. His name was Michael Flaherty. Um, that, he, yeah, you're correct. He is Irish. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> One second, I gotta ruffle some papers. Do you do you say, announce that for the audience, or are you expecting you to cut it out? Or? Are you not going to cut it out? I don't always. 
great. <laughs> yeah, that was a thousand percent an editing note. Oh, so that you would hear. Well, <laughs> you're very annoying. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to editing as soon as you get a job. <laughs> All right, so Michael Flaherty uh, died December twenty second, two thousand eleven. Oh, his real name? Mm-hmm. They have it in Irish here. Oh, yes. Michael O'Flaherta. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Adorable. 1934 to 2010. 76-year-old man, he was found burned to death in the living room of his home near Clearview Park, Ballybane, Galway. Uh, December 22nd, 2010. Mm-hmm. His body was partially consumed by the fire, and he was laying near mm-hmm. an open fireplace, a furnace. Okay. But, but. Uh, the coroner, Dr. Kieran McLaughlin, Irish names, mm-hmm. the best, mm-hmm. made the statement that the fire was thoroughly investigated and, quote, I'm left with the conclusion that it fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. Okay. It was determined by the fire forensic team mm-hmm. that the furnace fire mm-hmm. did not ignite Michael O'Flaherty. Michael Flaherty. Uh, how... Uh... Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All now, right. All right. You've got me. That's actually uh, one of the hallmarks of spontaneous human combustion. Okay. The actual first recorded spontaneous human combustion goes all the way back to the late 1400s. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was in Italy. Mm-hmm. An Italian knight named Polonus Vorstis. Oof. Which yeah. is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so in late 1400, he had been drinking in a public mm-hmm. uh, public hall uh, he drank two ladles of strong wine that everybody had been drinking. Mm-hmm. It immediately disagreed with him to the point that he started to throw up, vomited fire, and was consumed by the flame. What? Nobody else was affected by the wine. Uh, what? Right? <laughs> Vomiting flame. Isn't that like the That's... greatest imagery ever? Oh. I just can't. No. So spontaneous human combustion is actually surprisingly well documented for the Mm -hmm. last 300 years. There's about 200 cases that have been labeled spontaneous human combustion in the last 300 years. Mm -hmm. Um, The characteristics are that the body is burned to ash. Yeah. We're going to circle back to that. Which, okay, yeah, that is like... It's hard to do. In fact, let's just jump into it now. Okay. (laughs) I was like, am I jumping ahead too far? We are. It's good. It's fine. Okay. Um, A lot of our sources, by the way, are our good friend Wikipedia. Always. (laughs) And also a Gizmodo article called something. Hang on. I have it here. I also have a a journal IE, which is uh, held by the uh, Business Insider, the Brief History of Spontaneous Human Combustion. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Gizmodo article is called 10 Cases of Spontaneous Human Combustion by Esther Inglis Arkell, and that was published in... 2011. Perfect. Uh, Here's a quote from Brief History of Spontaneous Human Combustion by Susan Daly, September 23, 2011, also focused on uh, the death of Michael Flaherty. So uh, this, and this is a quote, Mr. Flaherty's body, while pathologist Dr. Grave Callagy said that some of his bones had been cremated, which would have required temperatures between 700 and 1000 degrees Celsius. For those of you who are wondering, that is really hot. Really fucking hot. <laughs> Hang on, I have exactly how fucking hot. In just a second. I should have fluffled these all out beforehand. Fluffled? Fluffled. Move them around. Hmm. Uh, between 1400 and 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. According I mean, to Cremation my, Resource. My how brain is body kind of stops comprehending heat beyond like 211 degrees Fahrenheit. Isn't that the boiling point? Or? I have no idea what the boiling point is, but I do know that I bake, I roast things sometimes at 500 degrees. Like if I'm making like a prime roast. Yeah. Um, So pizza's like 400 to 450. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can think about that and think about how hot that is Mm -hmm. and then think about what it takes to actually cremate a body down to ash. It takes a column of fire. Uh Uh, Again, this is coming from cremation resource. Uh, How is a body cremated is the... Uh, the basics. So the the not only do you have to preheat the oven to the it's called a retort, mm-hmm. the cremation thing. It's called mm-hmm. a retort. Um, so you preheat it to a specialized point, and then it's put on a track, and that track takes it through the steps of cremation. Um, so the first, it's usually put inside something burnable, uh, like a cheaply made wooden coffin, mm-hmm. um, sometimes just cardboard. 
whatever it will take to start a wick. Yeah. And that will quickly burn. Uh, it'll start tightening the skin, mm. uh, charring So you it. look really good before. <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> you know, it's like the hottest new thing. Uh, um, uh. It burns the hair. <laughs> but it takes more than that to burn bone. Mm-hmm. So you have to get up to those very highest heats in order to burn bone down to ash. And even then, often, uh, people who work in crematoriums have to put the body through a pulverizer, which will break the bone down further into that sandy-like powder. Have you ever seen cremains? No, I don't think I have, actually. Oh. Uh, I was with my babysitter family. Mm-hmm. Um, you might, just might remember Sienna from the show. Um, when Sienna was two and a half, we spread her great-great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so we all kind of were there for it. And it was really interesting to see the cremains. Mm-hmm. Um, they really do look like a, a white, powdery sand. Mm-hmm. Also, the haunted house I worked at in high school, uh, it was such a special place that a couple people had left cremains there because it was a lovely... Because it was their haunted mansion. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me wants to be spread, spread at Sturdy's. I, I loved that place. Um, and Lord knows there's enough of me to go around. So, <laughs> anyway. A little bit here, a little bit there. You can have a little bit. Dan can have a chunk. It's Sprinkled. fine. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so, so, to heat, so to hit these incredibly high temperatures in order to burn body, a human body, all the way to ash is pretty fucking remarkable. But there's more. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Uh, in addition, it's usually the core of the body that's burned. The extremities fall off. Mm-hmm. Hands, legs. There's some really grisly photos out there. Oh, um, objects nearby mm-hmm. or objects even in contact with the body often remain unburnt. Hmm. So if okay. somebody's sitting in an armchair mm-hmm. and they spontaneously combust, sometimes the armchair is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in some of the stories that I read, and I, I can't remember all the details, because I've really, really been sucked into a vortex here, guys. Um, Ugh, vortexes. These bodies Grossness. burn so hot that they burn through the floors that they're sitting on, and they end up in a sandy pile in the basement of their house. But the furniture in the room around them is fine. Sometimes the clothes that they're wearing mm-hmm. can remain unburnt. Yeah. It's amazing. That's very confusing. It's very confusing, and it's upsetting. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> um, it, I, I, it just, it beggars belief so far that there are skeptical people out there. Mm-hmm. I try to maintain a skeptical view, but some of these things are like, it's like somebody got sucked through a fire column directly into hell. Like that's a, that's a bad person. It's I mean, right? There's several people I wish that would happen to. I have a list. <laughs> Just kidding. Lists are how you get talked to the government about. So it's all in your head, right? That's not better. <laughs> um, it's also worth noting uh, that there's no evidence of accelerant on these bodies. Now, hmm. a lot of these cases go back, especially to the 1700s. Yeah, and obviously. <laughs> They couldn't test for accelerant back then. Right. So some of them. But recently, if there's no accelerant, uh, that's how they found out that Michael Flaherty was not affected by the fire in his fireplace. No oh, accelerant. Okay. So there was But nothing... it is worth noting that most of these cases do involve a lot of alcohol. Yes. Which I'm so glad you brought that up. Very flammable. Uh, alcohol is flammable. That's true. Um, however, a lot of the people who have focused on spontaneous human combustion and mm-hmm. the ties in with alcohol were people who supported the temperance movement in the late Victorian era. Fascinating. So they were trying to kind of create this narrative that if you drink too much, uh, they also have something about being a very angry person, somebody mm. prone to being ugly to their neighbors are the ones who well, spontaneously that's, Yeah, that's combust. a sure uh, cause of death. Doesn't it sound just like, um, I don't know, the, the Salem witch hunts? Like, oh, she gave me a... a she the made stink my goat eye. die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he was a real nasty person, so mm-hmm. probably deserved to get sucked into hell by spontaneous I mean, human combustion. we all wish that's how it worked, but... <laughs> right. Oh, can you imagine? Um, finally, the flame marks, soot, are very isolated. So I want you to picture a body flaming, but instead of the flame spreading, mm-hmm. it being remained isolated to the body... 
There are flame marks and soot on the ceiling above where the body lay and below, not around. The Mm. fire does not spread. It is concentrated on the human body. Hmm. Okay. And it burns it to ash. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this isn't anyone's like lunchtime listening. I hope it is. Also, if they don't know by now. Listen, yeah. You should have known by the description. You guys are familiar with us. So let's talk about who typically spontaneous combusts. Please. Spontaneously combusts. Um, Typically, uh, it is the elderly, Mm -hmm. especially women. Kind of Mm -hmm. like, you know, Salem. Interesting. The infirm, uh, people with physical or mental disorders. Uh, and then again, that Victorian push through of angry people and alcoholic people. Okay. So there have been quite a few stories throughout human history, but mm-hmm. I think the most famous is of an Italian countess. Yes. And uh, I want to try to pronounce her name. Let me try out my Italian. Can I give you a clue before you start? Oh, I've, I've taken Italian. Oh, good. Okay, so yeah. I, oh, yeah. Did you know I didn't know we both took Italian? Yeah. How many times did you flunk it? I just took one semester. Of oh, it. I flunked it twice. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I got through the first semester, but I failed Italian too twice. Yeah, this, so this is the um, the the Countess or Contessa Cornelia Zangieri Bandi. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you. Uh, she w- lived from 1664 to 1731. And that's when she died. Very good time. Yes. So there's actually a, a very kind of thorough account of her death that comes from um, an Italian treatise written by the Reverend Joseph Bianchi, Bianchini um, uh, Prebend. And it's got like one of those really long titles that sure. they had in the 18th century. Right. Um, but it's it's an old contemporaneous like account of it, and I think it also I read that it inspired part of um, Charles Dickens' Bleak House. Oh, there's like an account of spontaneous. I haven't read it, so no, I don't I've know never read. It. It's called Bleak House. I don't intend to read yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> no, Thanks, thank Dickens. you. <laughs> We've had enough. <laughs> you made the Christmas story sad enough, so. Yeah. <laughs> So we decided to stop there. Anyway, I'm just going to read it because it has a lot of juicy details. And when I say juicy... Ew. Ew. (laughs) Also, I just want to note, like, aesthetically, Mm -hmm. it smells like somebody in my neighborhood is barbecuing something. Which is, yeah, it's very good ambiance. Right. I wish you guys were all here. Yeah. Smelling the smell of burning flesh. Listen to this episode around a campfire. Or at a pig roast, because did you know human flesh is very (gasps) similar to pig? I wasn't going to go that far. No. I'm a monster, so... That does sound fucking delicious, right? Yeah. Doesn't some pulled pork sound dope as fuck? Yep. All right, so where were we? (laughs) So, uh, the Countess Cornelia Bandy in the 62nd, which is actually the 66th, I think, if you do the math right, but this is according to whatever, year of her age, was all day as well as she used to be. So she was fine. But at night, <laughs> sorry, was, this is going to have a lot of old-timey language. So she just was like all day as well as she used to be. Yeah. So just like hang in there. Um, but at night was observed when at supper, dull and heavy. She retired, was put to bed where she passed three hours and more in familiar discourses with her maid. And in some prayers, at last falling asleep, the door was shut. In the morning, the maid, taking notice that her mistress did not wake awake at the usual hour, went into the bedchamber and called her, but not being answered, doubting of some ill accident, opened the window and saw the corpse of her mistress in this deplorable condition. What deplorable condition? Ooh, stay tuned. Four feet distance from the bed, there was a heap of ashes. Ashes. Yes. (laughs) Two legs untouched from the foot to the knee, with their stockings on. See what I mean? <laughs> For the whole body to be on fire, but not the fucking stockings. Yes. Oh, spontaneous human combustion. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, between them was the lady's head, whose brains, half of the back part of the skull, and the whole chin were burnt to ashes. Gross. So only the front part of the skull remained. Right. Right. It probably treated her spinal cord like a little stairway. Ugh. Just burned right up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, amongst which were found three fingers blackened. All the rest was ashes, which had this particular quality that they left in the hand when taken up a greasy and stinking moisture. Ew! <laughs> Somebody touched it? Yeah. Jesus, I would have burned the whole house That's down and have done with it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Can you imagine just finding greasy, nasty ashes and your mistress's legs and her stockings? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Think about that. That's rough. Also, uh, I'm not telling you to do this because protect yourselves, live your best lives. But there are some great photos on the internet. And they're photos from actual crime scenes and like mm, forensic yeah. f- scenes. Uh, so, but just know what you're getting yourself into when right. you look at these. Right. It'll have, it's, yeah, just, yeah. If you look at crime scene photos regularly, go with God. <laughs> I do too sometimes, but like. What is just... wrong with us? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway. Anyway, it continues. No. Oh, There's yes. more? There's more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, do, do, do. Okay. The air in the room also observed cumbered with soot floating in it. A small oil lamp on the floor was covered in ashes, but n- had no oil in it. Mm. Yeah. This is where I start to get a little suspicious. Okay. Two candles in candlesticks upon the table stood upright. The cotton was left in both, but the tallow was gone and vanished. So it burned the out par- outside part of the candle, but not the fucking wick? Yeah. That's insane! My other question, though, is did it melt? I mean, yeah, but still. I don't know. I have lots of questions. This doesn't I, really answer actually, many yeah. of them. They probably I guess just that's melted. Probably really sensible. Yeah. I'm too excited now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somewhat of moisture was about the feet of the candlesticks. Ah, see, that's probably the tallow. The, tallow. Uh, the bed received no damage. The blankets and sheets were only raised on one side as when a person rises up from it or goes in. Yeah. That makes sense. The whole furniture, as well as the bed, was spread over with moist and ash-colored soot, which had penetrated into the chest of drawers, even to foul the linens. Sad. Yes. Nay, the soot was also gone into a neighboring kitchen and hung on the walls, movables, aid utensils of it. Gross. Sure. Yeah. They need to clean that whole fucking kitchen, and they probably didn't. Yeah. From the pantry, a piece of bread covered with that soot and brown... Uh, and brown black was given to several dogs, all of which refused to eat it. Because what? Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, maybe the dogs will eat the bread. Yeah. But then the dogs didn't. Then they were like, oh. <laughs> because dogs because smell things. It was fucking nasty. Um, Why would anybody eat something covered in soot? Yeah, I don't know. That's stupid. Stupid. Um, just a little more. Uh, in the room above it was, moreover, taken notice that from the lower part of the windows trickled down a greasy, loathsome, yellowish liquor. Oh my god, it's probably your human fat! Yeah! Ah! And thereabout, they smelled like a stink without knowing of what, and saw the soot fly round. It was remarkable that the floor of the chamber was so thick, smeared with a gluish moisture that it could not be taken off, and the stink spread more and more through the other chambers. What so a way I, to go. I hope they super did burn that house down. Yeah. Like, that's there's no coming back from that. That's, yeah, that's like a cleaning person's nightmare. So basically, everything was covered in soot and, like, nastiness. So this Gross. is kind of like, so from what I understood reading about this, um, it looked as though she was in bed and then got out of bed, and that's when she combusted. Sure. But if there was a oil lamp nearby, but there was no oil in it. Yeah. Like if she was carrying her oil lamp to, like, the window. Yeah. And then she tripped on maybe, like, a cat or something. Mm-hmm. Doused herself in lamp oil, which yeah. at that point in time burns a bazillion degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I also uh, read somewhere that she had like put some kind of salve on her joints that was Made like fat highly flammable sure so yeah i think it's this this one might be one of those cases where it is probably pretty explainable yeah because she was drinking heavily and she was like covering herself in flammable stuff i don't know maybe... once you've had the alcohol if it's still flammable inside of you that's a good question i guess because it gets dis- Distributed pretty quickly. Yeah, and like, like the rest of you isn't that right. flammable. Right, stomach juice, not flammable. Yeah. To my knowledge, never tried it. Next time I throw up, I'll get Gross. it Gross. <laughs> Gross. For science, Jennifer. For science. That'll be our next video. No. <laughs> I'll throw up in public. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's very interesting. Um, one of the things that we talk about through this is what's called the wick effect. Mm -hmm. And that's when body fat Mm -hmm. acts like the wax of a candle. 
Right. Okay. So typically humans sleep in clothing. And so if, or, you know. Unless or, you don't. You know, or whatever. just like in clothing. Like <laughs> you don't only spontaneous combust at night, spontaneously combust at night. Yeah. Um, so your body fat being quite close to the surface of your skin, mm-hmm. whatever that thing that might cause an ignition, maybe uh, matches somewhere, whatever, burns your skin and your body fat first. Well, that body fat bubbles like hot wax, and it'll soak into your clothing. And then from that point, your clothing acts like a wick and keeps you on fire. That's so gross. Burning the fuel of your own fat. <laughs> so maybe that's a case of what happened to the Countess. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Could be. Um, there are actually a lot of other observed cases that I wanted to talk to you about just briefly. Um, these, again, come from that Gizmodo article. Uh, let me just flip through until I find it. All right, so... One of the things that is a sort of hallmark of spontaneous human combustion is that the person who dies is alone mm. when when they go. Yeah. Um, there are only a couple cases of observed spontaneous human combustion, and I want to talk oh. to you about those first. Could you imagine the horror? Oh, my God. So, again, this is from that Gizmodo article, 10 cases of spontaneous human combustion. This is number six, the fire inside. <laughs> In 1967, a passenger on a bus in England noticed blue flames in the window of an apartment building hallway. She thought it was a gas jet, and she called the fire brigade. When they got into the place, Mm -mm. they supposedly found the body of Robert Francis Bailey, a homeless man. The firemen reported seeing a slit in the man's abdomen from which blue flames were issuing. Mm. (laughs) What? Now, what do we know about blue flame? It's hot. Blue is one of hotter the hottest than, flames. Yeah. Yes, hotter than like a red flame. Uh, red's actually pretty cold as flame goes. Yeah. Uh, so blue flame, hotter than orange flame. It has a temperature that reaches 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which as we know is well more than enough to burn a body to ash. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other case that I found of spontaneous human combustion uh, was one of the only... Um, recorded ones in history that there was somebody who watched the entire thing happen. Jesus. Uh, So I'm going to quote directly from this article. Mm -hmm. Um, A mentally disabled woman lived with her father who cared for her. One day he saw a flash out of the corner of his eye and he turned to find her on fire. Mm. Despite the flames, she continued to sit quietly in her chair. She was not reacting or giving any indication that she was in pain. Oh, God. The man's attempts to put the fire out left him with burned hands. The woman lived through the combustion, but she slipped into a coma and, sh- and died shortly afterwards. Sad. This indicates one of the strangest parts of spontaneous human combustion. It takes a very hot flame to reduce the human body to ash. Cream- oh, well, we already talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, the summation here is whatever is the cause of combustion might knock people out first. Whether it be oh, okay. something spontaneous within the body yeah. or from an exterior accelerant, mm-hmm. the shock mm-hmm. might knock people out first, making I it mean, impossible for them to put out the flames otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like good from Yeah, like if a you're going to die, standpoint. there are, yeah, there's worse ways. Now, all of this, there have been a couple things that we've talked about. Um, this woman was mentally disabled. There was a homeless man. Um, the countess was quite old. 66, yeah. Which, 66 in the 1700s is pretty fucking old. Um, <laughs> well, well humans being what humans people are. People were, this is a misconception in, in history where, like, yes, the life expectancy was lower, but it's not like a 40-year-old was considered elderly. Right. It was just that people more frequently died before reaching old age. Exactly. Yes. Um, so it's like aged by comparison rather than actually being... Yeah, it's like, oh, they lived a good long life, surprisingly, rather than like looking at a 20-year-old and being like, you're near death. Right. <laughs> right. You're middle-aged. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, the people that we have regularly been talking about have been infirm. They've been unable to care for themselves in some way. Mm-hmm. And one of the big debunkers of spontaneous human combustion, his name is Joe Nickel. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to keep that in mind. And I think you have some more information about him. Yes. Go ahead. Um, well, first, I want to share one more story. Oh, wonderful. Um, this is also from the Gizmodo article. Thank you again. <laughs> Go read it. I mean, we've basically summed it all up, but... Well, there's actually about half the stories we didn't tell. That's true. So you should go read the rest of them. Um, But this one 
is about the only person to actually allegedly survive human spontaneous human combustion do tell um so jack angel uh sued the manufacturer of his hot water heater for three million dollars uh he claimed he went to go check the malfunctioning heater and it blew up and scalded him all over his body however a doctor noted that his burns began from the inside of his body out what i don't know he changed his story, however, saying that instead of, you know, consciously going to check on the water heater, he, on the day of November 12th, 1974, uh, in Savannah, Georgia, by the way, he awoke in his motor home with severe burns on his hand, chest, and other parts of his body and claims that it was due to spontaneous human combustion. I think everyone in this story is full of horseshit. It sounds like they might be. Because <laughs> it sounds to me... Like, there really was an issue with his water heater, and he really did get scalded. And then probably the water heater manufacturer hired a quack doctor to be like, uh-uh. Spontaneous. Couldn't have been. Human combustion. Yeah. Couldn't have been from the water. And then he was like, you're right. For some reason, I don't, I don't know. It's a better story. <laughs> yeah, it is. You can probably make a whole career out of being the guy who survived spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. As opposed to getting a one-time payout for a fucking water heater yeah. in the 1970s. Because, like, my point is... How do you change your story to that? How do you go from being like, oh, yeah, I checked on a water heater, I got scalded, to actually when I woke up, I was already burning. Some people have all the integrity of a house flea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a good transition into maybe this is all a bunch of bullshit. A bunch of bullshit. Well, I think for a lot of the cases, even if they are bullshit, it's not from fraud, I think that one sounds like fraud. This one definitely, yeah, definitely sounds like fraud, both on the part of the water heater manufacturers and the guy. By any chance, does it list the manufacturer? It doesn't. I Damn don't it. think so. I'm sure somewhere it could have, but right. Gizmodo didn't list it. So Damn it, Gizmodo. <laughs> and I did very Due minimal diligence. extra <laughs> research because <laughs> that was this morning. Um, so there's a lot of different explanations for what's going on. Um, I found uh, an old episode of How Stuff Works about human combustion, and it, I didn't listen to all of it because it's from 2009, and so I can't download it to my podcast player. So you can go find it on their <laughs> website and listen to it. I just didn't have the patience to do it through my browser. <laughs> Because I wash dishes while I listen to podcasts. Anyway, so there's been several different studies about it. There was a study in 1823 that listed the characteristics of spontaneous human combustion. And it said that the victims are chronic alcoholics, usually elderly females. We've gone through some of this already. The body has not burned spontaneously, but some lighted substance has come into contact with it. Mm. Which I'm like, so it's not spontaneous. Right. <laughs> like, Good job, 1823. That's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hands and feet usually fall off, which I feel like could be explained regardless that it's just, it's more the torso that's burning. And sometimes fire has a hard time spreading laterally. It's best at spreading vertically. Good point. Also, uh, there's not a whole lot of fat in hands and feet. Exactly. So, And they're often bare, so they have no wick. Yeah, yeah. Um, another characteristic is that fire has caused very little damage to combustible things in contact with the body, which, again, we've gone over. It's very kind of confusing, but mm -hmm. could be like the wick effect. I don't know. Um, and then that the combustion of the body has left a residue of greasy and fetid ashes. Very offensive in odor, which <laughs> is... <laughs> Straight disgusting. Uh, so as we mentioned before, it, in the Victorian era, it went to more of like kind of a moralistic thing of like, you're alcoholic, so you're going to be punished by God. That's right. <laughs> um, but in the 80s, science investigator, actually, this guy, Joe Nickel, has a lot of titles. <laughs> I, Joe Nickel, if you ever hear this, I super would like to interview you for yeah. this show. Yeah. Because you have lived... A life. Yeah. He is also known as a cryptozoologist, ghostbuster, miracle claims investigator, superstition expert, UFOologist, and vampirologist, um, as well as a science investigator. We'll, we'll see about that, I guess. But he, uh, Joe Nickel and a forensic anal analyst, John F. Fisher, uh, published a lengthy report for the International Association of Urson Investigators. 
So they looked at several cases throughout the centuries, and they found that in most or all cases, burned bodies were in close proximity to plausible sources of ignition. As stated before, it's like, how spontaneous is it Right. if there's a candle nearby? <laughs> if he was really close to his fireplace. Yeah. The victims were likely to be intoxicated or incapacitated, which could explain careless behavior and an inability to respond properly. So, yes, they were all drinking alcohol, which could be why they're flammable, but probably not. But it could explain why they're being careless around fire. I know that when we were in high school, uh, the cool thing to do was get real drip drunk and try and jump over bonfires on bikes (laughs) or just on legs. See, a few of you could have been... Uh, labeled as spontaneous combusted. <laughs> you know, uh, there were enough witnesses at these parties to tell you that, like, when our high school class clown's legs caught on fire, mm-hmm. uh, it was because he was jumping over a fire log and was too drunk to jump that high. But imagine the whole group of you don't want to get in trouble for being, you know, enabling this or whatever. And so I you know. say, he spontaneously combusted. Okay, we do not sound like that. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. A lot of us I do. I swear, Your Honor. <laughs> It's true. I saw him. Um, yeah, sorry. That was a that was a hillbilly. Uh, well, I did just tell you we spent our time jumping from over fires. Michigan. Yeah, sorry, yeah. you don't sound like that. That's just my voice that I do to imitate people. Right. Um, That's just how you like to hurt feelings. <laughs> so there's also where destruction of the body is not extensive. The primary source of fuel is likely to be a clothing or a blanket. So sometimes that is also the case. Uh-huh. And where the destruction of the body is extensive is likely that the chair stuffing or floor materials are serving as additional source of fuel. So there could be lots of different things going on. And I think it's like a case-by-case basis. So... Uh, They also noted that nearby objects tend to remain undamaged, uh, mostly because the fire tends to, like I said, burn upwards and remain relatively small. Um, Think like a campfire where there's all kinds of fuel nearby. Mm -hmm. There's trees and leaves and dirt and whatever. Well, dirt. (laughs) But (laughs) I know fire. Uh, (laughs) But usually it's pretty good at staying pretty small. Like it doesn't really spread even if you don't like i know a lot of people have fire pits because right we live in cities and we have regulations and all that kind of bullshit but right. usually even if you don't have a you know fire pit that's like closed off from surrounding areas usually it does kind of more focus on you know taking that fuel that it has like the piled up wood and just burning upwards it doesn't yeah. really spend its time going laterally right unless it- you have a bunch of really dry windy like grass <laughs> and like leaves very drunk high schoolers mm-hmm. uh who are running through a soybean field mm. with a flaming log oh uh, okay you know as oh, one does is your child? <laughs> um don't ask questions yes. okay listen man things are wild in Berrien county yeah <laughs> yeah so um no there's there are there there are some very strong arguments mm-hmm. for this is actually a very typical everyday thing. Mm-hmm. But man, it's more fun to think about things being sucked directly into hell. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I'll just finish off by saying that, like, there's another paranormal researcher named Brian Dunning who believes that uh, spontaneous human combustion stories are, quote, simply the rare cases where a natural death in isolation has been followed by a slow combustion for some nearby, from su- some nearby source of ignition. And he uh, follows that they should be kind of reclassified as unsolved deaths by fire. Um, And I do think that he's right that uh, there are a lot of these cases that probably do have very plausible Mm real-life explanations. However, there are also some stories that That kind of defy logic. (laughs) And even if we can explain it, it's still creepy as fuck. Yeah. Now, I do want to give you one more piece of uh, thoughtful advice from your fat friend, Kate. Um... (laughs) This is the theory of Brian J. Ford. Oh. Uh, Brian J. Ford has suggested that ketosis, are you familiar with ketosis? I'm sure I am. But it's I... when your body is burning sugar, it produces like a high energy thing. Hmm. So for those of you who are on the keto diet, your goal oh, is to get into right. ketosis. Mm-hmm. Where your body's is that why burning... it's called a keto diet? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so sometimes that ketosis is also caused by alcoholism hmm. uh, or low-carb dieting. And one of the byproducts of that is producing acetone. 
within oh, the body. Shit. <laughs> What's super flammable? Acetone. Yes, it is. <laughs> so maybe that's something to think about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing is just fascinating. And mm-hmm. again, the pictures are horrifying. Horrific. But have fun. <laughs> Feel free to look at them. <laughs> they are available online. Now, that was kind of a short episode because we have rather a long listener's story. Mm-hmm. Somewhat long. Uh, so this is from my good dear friend, Ashley Black, mm-hmm. who I love and... Was our very first Patreon. Yay! And was very generous. Thank you, Ashley Black. For holy, real, for real, for real. Holy crap. That was that is amazing. So this is the greatest title of all times, even though we have had a story somewhat like this before. Yeah, this okay, because we found it and I was like, I swear we've read this before. But I've just kind of like been holding on to it because I couldn't tell. Yep. Because this is right on brand for us. <laughs> Haunted... Erotic bakery. Oh my god! Isn't the world of delight? It is. Like it's, there's so many. There's that's the beautiful thing about the world is that everything exists. It does. <laughs> there's oh, there's I so something love it. for everyone. There is. Um. So this is from Ashley. I sorry, kind of related to this, but I saw a headline recently, or like a meme or something. I can't remember which. Um. That was like bachelorette parties pioneered the concept of reusable straws. <laughs> it's just a picture of a bunch of penis straws. <laughs> I do have some still from my bachelorette yeah. party. Yeah, like, good for good for us, I guess. Yeah, look at us go. <laughs> All right, so um, this is from Ashley. Uh, hey, I love you, and I'm super pleased about Dan's uh, change in citizenship. Yay! Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, while I'm sending out little messages to the world. Yes. uh, This is a message for Riggedy Russell. Feel free to ask that question, friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riggedy Russell in Traverse City. Yeah, yeah. You know who you are. What's up, friend? That came out so fast in Jibberish. Did it? I was like, you know where you are. I totally understood what you said. All right. I'm too excited. I'm too excited. I need to, like, chill out. Okay. All right. So this is from Ashley. Uh, I have many stories, but Katie requested that I tell you guys about my time at this place. Mm -hmm. When I was 26, I decided to do my internship at the local erotic bakery in Seattle. Internship? Isn't that the greatest internship ever? offer internships? What is it for? (laughs) Like baking school? Yeah, she does uh, chef work. She's she's like... um, Currently, I think she's more of a manager in okay. a managerial position. Ashley, just tell us in the group. Um, or <laughs> And her social security number is... <laughs> no, sorry. <Right>. sorry, Ashley. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, she has a background in kitchen work. That's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to know what her, her professor or whatever was like. Like, I'm sorry, where? <laughs> so, or did they suggest it? <laughs> side note, I took a class on innovation. Uh-huh. And we were supposed to find examples of a changing market that is driven by innovation mm. and like everybody else so like penis the straws? internet well i talked about sex toys oh and they God. flunked me what yeah i didn't run the subject matter by her i just was like today we're gonna learn about you know pocket pussies <laughs> so mm. like it was this new type of silicone that really felt like human flesh and it was used for all of these sex toys, mm-hmm. uh, both, you know, for insertion and whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> and so, yeah, they totally gave me enough because I talked about penis things in front of a group of grown-ass adults. Rude. Ridiculous. Anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I was told by the owner and my boss that the place was haunted. I laughed it off because I thought, who the hell would think that a place that specializes in penis cake would have a ghost. Oh my god, that's so marvelous. Can I tell you one more story? Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is Side Note Express. Uh, I recently had our carpets cleaned. And uh, as you know, or as you maybe know, the people who clean your carpets come in and move all your furniture. Oh no. And so I have a large penis cake pan. Oh yes. Because of course I do. And (laughs) And where do you keep it? I keep it behind my couch. Because why? (laughs) Because it can't fit. It's so big it can't fit in any of my like drawers. It is. It takes at least two things of cake mix to make a cake. Oh my god. How does it fit in your oven? Is it? Oh, it fits in the oven fine. Yeah. Um, But like, I don't have a tray that will fit the pan so you have to like break down a box and cover it in tinfoil oh my god yeah (laughs) so uh as they're moving all of my stuff Mm. 
the guy just bursts out laughing. And he's like, did you know this was back here? And you're like, yes, that's where I keep it. That's literally what I said. I was like, yeah, uh, I probably should have moved it before you got here, but that's very much where I keep it. (laughs) So it's still back there now. He put it back, but he took a picture of it first. Well, naturally. (laughs) Uh, He was a sport. Uh, Anyway, okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> who would have thought that a place that specialized in penis cakes would have a ghost? Mm-hmm. After the internship, after the internship ended, they brought me on as a full time employee. Hot dog! Yeah, that's the dream. That's awesome. Um, there was a weird, slightly large crawl space right above the bakery that was accessed by a small, rickety ass staircase behind the register that was supposedly where the ghost lived. Well, obviously, <laughs> where else would a ghost live? Mm. Uh, the area gave me the heebie-jeebies. For the first year I was there, but I chalked it up to the huge amounts of electrical wiring going through the ceiling. That's very reasonable. Huh. Okay. There were apartments right above us. After my boss left, the owner promoted me, and I was the manager of the whole 2.5 full-time employees after year one. (laughs) Uh, If there's a 0.5 employee, isn't that not full-time? That's a part-time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless it's half a person. Right. (laughs) That's when it got weird. I would notice little things like sculptures not being where we left them, lights being on when I know I turned them off, Mm. hearing things in the crawl space, and hearing a voice when I was alone. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God, I just got goosebumps. Okay, all right. Um, We got to listen to whatever we wanted there, so I usually had on rock and metal. (laughs) One day... Natch. Natch. Oh, my God, this is beautiful. It's glorious. Um, On the... uh, One... Sorry... Oh, lost my spot. One day, the other staff member there went with me two doors down to pick up our lunch, Mm -hmm. locking all the doors when we left. Five minutes later, we arrived back. The music was off. The lights were blinking, and one of our garbage cans turned over near the main stereo. Our small portable radio for the back work area was in the garbage. Mm. I called my boss, and he laughed at me. He told me that I should have warned. He should have warned me. The ghost does not like heavy metal. What? (laughs) What a prude. About six months later, I wonder what he's more of a country music fan. (laughs) Those are two groups that are surprisingly close together on the musical spectrum. Yeah, a lot of my like high school friends super love country music and also super love heavy metal. Maybe that explains why I don't like either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't have. I'm more of a Carly Rae Jepsen fan myself. (laughs) Wait, no, that's not. I don't know who was that. That was Vanessa Mayer, maybe. Oh, making your way downtown. Yeah, do I think Vanessa probably, Carlton. There we, that's the connection I was making. Making my way downtown. If I was a rich man. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. wow, wow, wow. Sorry, this is the most ADD I've ever been. Okay, I'm sorry, Ashley. We're going to go back to this. So. Not a metal fan. The ghost is not like metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, about six months later uh, of the usual oddities, hearing things, um, I left the bakery one night after closing up, got six blocks away, and realized I forgot my purse. I mm. went back to the bakery and noticed footprints of flour. Oh my god! Going through the bakery that were nearly twice the size of my own feet. Because <gasps> you 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 surprised the ghost. Right. He thought he was all like he was ready for his little cake party. Let his little freak flag fly in the erotic bakery, and then all of a sudden he's like. <gasps> Shit, shit, shit. The footprints of flour were going, uh, they were twice the size of mine, and they led to a bag of cake mix that we stored below the stairs Mm. to the crawl space. Mm -mm. The bag had been cut open in an X pattern. What? After nearly shitting myself, I went to get the hell out of there for the night, and I see the footprints also went up the rickety stairs. I saged the hell out of that place. Oh, my God. And I told the ghost that if he wanted to stay, he needed to not make messes and screw with our supplies or our music. Ha. I went to the crawl space one more time. And also rent is due. (laughs) Rent is due on the 8th. Get to it, motherfucker. (laughs) Um, I I went into the crawl space one more time on my last day of work there. I told him that the deal needed to stand as long as the bakery was in operation. Hmm. But if it closed to have a little fun with the new tenants, just to be a dick. Oh, sorry. Just don't be a dick. Oh. Because we make those. Right. <laughs> in the oven. The bakery closed down four years ago, and I get a chuckle every time I pass the place now. Mm. Thanks for the great show, guys. Katie, I hope the stories are what you hoped they would be. They absolutely are. Oh, my God. That yes. was awesome. <sighs> Thank you for being our first Patreon supporter. Yes. And uh, for being my guide in Seattle. I can't wait to get your Seattle stories. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I miss you. Give yourself a hug from me. Um, so, speaking of Patreon. Speaking of Patreon. Holy shit, guys. Guys. 
this. Ah! Like the day we launched, it was just like insanity. And I just kept sending screenshots to Kate and being like, um, there's more. Um, what you, the, what the hell? I haven't looked at it not once because it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. But between you and Dan, I get regular updates. I had just like so many panic sweats the night before just being like, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is so stupid. And then also after we launched, when we got when all of you lovely, beautiful people Thank you. decided to give our dumb show money, <laughs> that I was like, oh God, we've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> like, what am, no, nothing we can do can live up to this. Um, but thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We are very, very grateful to you. So grateful. Um, We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff with the stuff. I'm going to be getting it with the stuff with the stuff. Stuff with the stuff. Stuff with the stuff. Um, I'm going to be adding more audio panels to this room. So cool. our sound quality should get better uh, as things progress, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, we are going to be making our first video for y'all on like Monday, I think. Yeah, I think um, we'll have it up on Monday. Well, we won't have it. We're recording it on Monday, but oh, it'll okay. be up soon after that. Cool. Um, so thank you guys again. Um, and there were so many of you right away that in order to give you all the proper respect and thanks that you deserve we're gonna actually go ahead and split up some of the shout outs we're gonna do uh 10 today and then we're gonna you know continue on a rolling basis and we'll probably catch up but you know we will we'll definitely catch up (laughs) because as much as we love you and you love us there's only so many of you there's only so many Uh, but we didn't want to just be like firing off all the names at once because you guys matter to us yeah especially since we're friends with a lot of you from the facebook group yeah and like in real life too so like thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. So the first 10, and we're doing this in order of you signing up because that's just how I'm going to do it. Um, So first, Ashley Black. Yay! Thank you, our very first patron, and like above and beyond. Above and beyond. That was amazing. Love Um, you dearly. Next is Christina Walcott. Also a friend. A friend of the show. Been on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Aw. Recently got engaged. Oh, congratulations. It's wonderful. Um, And then uh, Claire Philippi. Who is a friend of mine. Yep. So yep. shout out to you, Claire. Thank you. I feel like I've met them in real life. Have I? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What up, girl? Um, Megan Heater. Oh. Our very good friend, Megan Heater. No way. <laughs> yeah. Aw. Um, Megan Heater of Traverse City. Yeah. It's okay just, that you're a flight risk. Just saw you a couple of days ago. So. Yeah. She was in town for the MMA conference. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Uh, and then Sasha Artson. Artson. Yes. Not a name I know. Is that a name you know? No, it isn't, but thank you. Sasha, thank you. Yeah. And then we have Jordan Lee. Another. Jordan, you hey. know You know who they are? No, oh. but I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to know all of you personally, but thank you regardless. You. <laughs> also, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. It's the yeah. nicest people on the internet. There's mm-hmm. like 630 people and they're all super nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next we have Anne Fleming. Anne Fleming. Oh, man. Okay, also not a name I know. That's okay. And thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and then we have Knit Pearl 19. So whoever you are, thank you. I have a couple suspicions because we do have some nitty people. Yes, we do. Which is awesome. Yeah. So thank you to Knit Pearl 19. Thank you. Um, and then we have another friend of mine, Bastion Bauman. I went to Hungary with him and his parents. Cool. <laughs> so our my birthday buddy. I lived in your house for a semester. Thank you, Bastion. <laughs> Bastion is such a great name. It is a great name. I want Bastion and Sasha to get married. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then last we have Emily Lowry. Emily is in the group. Okay. Yeah, I recognize the name. Yay. So thank you all so much. Um, It means a lot to us. We'll be hanging out with you online and you'll see our video soon. Soon. And to the rest of the patrons who haven't gotten their shout out yet, it's coming. It is. In the next... Uh, episodes yeah. so thank you so much everyone um if you would like to add your name to this list you can head over to patreon.com slash this podcast is haunted and you can find us we have just a couple low tiers where it's, we don't want to put a lot of pressure on you monetarily but we do our we are very grateful and we'll make sure to get you guys some good stuff it's really really wild that anybody listens to our show at all yeah <laughs> And then, two that so many people listen, and they've been so kind. 
mm-hmm. with their support and their reviews. And now anybody who can make even a very small financial contribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... <laughs> Don't cry. I might cry. <laughs> I am very appreciative. Mm-hmm. It has been a hard year. Mm-hmm. And having a community that stands for us yeah has been there's been so much self-doubt and just to have like an affirmation of like fuck it at least i have the podcast you know (laughs) like oh okay my career took a nosedive your career hasn't taken off yet Mm -hmm. no it will and it's going to be exceptional um you know at least Mm -hmm. we have you guys yeah i'm really grateful Thank you. And thank you for listening. Even if you aren't a Patreon, I I understand. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we are still very grateful to you. I am only a patron of one Patreon. I'm not of any. Of any. And I get it. And once I do start making money, I will start contributing. So I completely understand. Yeah. Don't feel guilty, guys. Yeah. Uh, We And if you ever have to change, like, if you can't support us anymore... Fucking pay your bills. Yeah, yeah. This is not a thing. Don't uh, worry. But we love doing the show, and we'll keep doing it, and we hope that you continue to love it. I'm um, totally crying. You are totally crying, <laughs> so I'm going to have to sign off for us because you are a big sap, and you don't want to ruin your makeup because you're right. going to a wedding. I have to go, so. Yeah. So follow us on the social media. You know what it is by this point. If not, it's in the description, and we'll see y'all in a fortnight. In a fortnight. And until then. Stay spooky, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>